But I realized very quickly that um, it's time to grow up and it's time to grow up fast. This is at 15 years old. And so um, I think that was the, the defining moment for me. Welcome to the Winners Find a Way Show, episode nine, with my good friend Arturo Gomez. Seek and you will find. Arturo is the CEO of Triumph Jets, co-founder of Big Game Air, Edie's All Day Cafe, and the founder of Evo Consulting Firm. Arturo and I discuss many things, including life-defining moments in dealing with hard situations and how he never stops seeking a solution to reach the success where he has arrived today. You'll enjoy our discussions on diversification, life's defining moments, how hardships give more impactful life, his belief system, and tips to emotional balance. Click subscribe to our show, rate us five stars, and always keep listening on the Winner's Find Away show. Today is my guest, Arturo Gomez. Say hello, Arturo. How you doing, uh, Trent, and everybody out there listening? Very excited to be here today. Uh, Trent, as you know, I'm insanely passionate about, uh, I would say fanatical about uh, leadership. I think the other thing that we share is we are both fanatical about mentorship. That's right. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of people, um, we're going to talk a little bit about that today because that's just a topic that's near and dear to both Arturo and my heart. Uh, but what people re- really should know about Arturo, well, before I get into Arturo, hold on. I, I, if you're listening to the show and this is the first time you've ever tuned in, we talk about, have you ever personally, have you ever faced the time, stiff adversity, felt like losses are mounting and you need to find a better way? What worked in the past hasn't worked. I think You've come to the right place. We're going to talk. We talk to a lot of successful individuals. Guess what? Successful individuals have gone through some serious challenges. And Arturo's no different. He's going to talk about some of those things about getting knocked down and, and how he came back and, uh, and, and diversification. I mean, that's a huge one for me with you. This is the perfect podcast for you. And I'm super excited to welcome Arturo. And if you're listening for the first time, I'm going to interview Arturo for a bit. And I'm going to have a little time for Q&A. So if you have something uh, and you'd like to bring that up, you can certainly do that and love to hear some questions. So here are a few highlights I jotted down, Arturo, about you. And first of all, we're both Michiganders, right? No, I know. Yeah. A lot of, so, a lot of greatness coming from yeah, the state of Michigan. That's, that's right. A lot of greatness. So U of M grad, grew up in Lansing. I, you, you want to explain that a little bit? Because, you know, do your, do your high school friends still talk to you? Because... You know, when you're a Lansing kid, like the entire Michigan State campus is like shadowing your high school and, yeah. and you chose Michigan. That's right. I had to, you know, it was, it felt like the right thing to do in order to get a little bit of distance and separation from my parents at the time. Yes. Okay. I love it. I love it. Yeah. By the way, for us who are Michiganders, it is not an easy task to get into the University of Michigan when you go to high school yeah. inside the state. They have a selection process that actually works against us as in-state residents. <laughs> yeah. So they don't favor it. They actually favor an international and an out-of-state student. And they have a unique concept of that in the public school market, which is one to its own, which Michigan has many unique requirements and unique things of their own. But I, I would just say, Arturo, first of all, hands off, because the only way I was going to Michigan was on a baseball scholarship. It was never going to be through my academics. And my understanding is you earned it. Is that right? Well, you know, I'd like to think I did. You know, um, as soon as I went into high school or as soon as I went into Michigan, I was playing uh, club soccer, but there was no scholarships for that. And at the time, the MLS actually didn't even exist. So uh, professional soccer wasn't even an option at the time. But yeah, it it was a pure academic play and and, uh, was a tremendous school and some of the best four years of my life there at Michigan. Yeah, Ann Arbor, Michigan. So biology, Latin American study, uh, Arturo Gomez, uh, Latin American studies probably wasn't way off the radar. Talk a little bit yeah. about why you chose that. You know, I, um, I think that there was a big portion of, of my, my history, my legacy in terms of, um, you know, where my parents came from and, and what that all meant to me that kind of drove a portion of that. The other thing was, is that I wanted to have some options, um, you know, in the back of my mind, even though I was, I was really more science focused in the back of my mind, I wanted to have some options perhaps if I wanted to uh, relocate to Latin America. And so I thought that, um, you know, bringing in some of that background was going to be a good idea. And it actually, it actually 
ended up being, I mean, it was like a, uh, an English and history major. I mean, it was, it was not really, uh, the assumption was that you were already master, you had already mastered the language at that point in time. So, I mean, it was, you know, for my, for my senior, uh, some of my senior classes, I mean, we were writing 25, 25, 26 page papers in, you know, what, what needed to be absolutely fluid and fluent Spanish. So it was, it was tough. Wow. Yeah. 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 By yeah. the way, I got, I got to hang out with you for like a week cause I'm in Spain next month and I, I don't know, I don't know much of anything. Right. I know chicken scratch yeah. baseball slang, right. I'm awful. Yeah. So, uh, it's going to be a challenge, but let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, you, you are a hospitality guru, but you're a diversification guru too. And you own a hospitality group with rocket ranch. I mean, with Billy deck, I mean, if, if people haven't heard of that, they've never been to Chicago because these are massive, uh, restaurants that are just, uh, the where to go, the, the where you have to go eat. <laughs> it's the who, who, and Sunday's one of my favorites, right? So uh, fabulous place. You've got nightlife development inside that management, a lot of things on that side. Then you've got a marketing company with Evolve. Yeah. Yeah. Evoke. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Evoke. I apologize. Yep. Evoke. Yeah, no and, worries. Then, and then, um, you've got, of course, luxury transportation group in big game air and triumph jets. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, I, somebody asked me the other day, they said, you know, you, you, you seem like you're in a, in a couple, you know, really different pots. I said, actually they're, they're very, very similar and they're very closely tied. I mean, everything that I do and everything that I've done is around experience. Mm -hmm. It's around, it's around this concept or idea that I, that I am insanely passionate fundamentally about just putting smiles on people's faces. And so, you know, the things that I do are really revolve. I mean, there's a lot of background to them and there's a lot of uh, financial business acumen that's really necessary, but um, you know, fundamentally that all those businesses create create experience yes i've been i've experienced a number of those businesses yeah and they're awesome right and by the way they put a smile on my face so thank you good so the standout for i love this belief arturo's belief is that a leader is only as strong as his team or her team um evident in the dedication compassion uh and 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 certainly commitment to mentorship for you arturo why don't you speak to that for a second you know i I think from a very young age, I just, um, I felt a real deep altruistic behavioral, um, urge to, to really help people around me. And, and again, I think when you really go boil down to, to really my fundamental purpose, um, I'm, I'm here to serve and, um, and it's not really, uh, I don't, I don't exclude myself in that, in that service because I think that everybody should have some component of the things that they do that really comes back to you. But, um, I, I love, I love helping people and I love seeing people reach their potential. I mean, that, that's what, that's what motivates me on a daily basis. Okay. Love it. So I ask you, I say, Arturo and I are friends, but I ask you and yeah. say, Hey, Arturo, come on my show. Winners find a way. Yeah. Why, why is that important to you? Why do you agree to that? Oh, well, I agree to it because one, I love the conversation that you and I have. I think it's, it's enlightening for, for me, but, I, but I also, I love what you're doing. I love, I love the fact, any, listen, anybody that's out there that really truly is diving into uh, the depth of what leadership and coaching and mentorship can be. I think is fantastic. I think that's the future. I think that if if more people were were actually really looking at opportunities to coach, to mentor, to help, that we would be a much better society. And I mm -hmm. think that there's going to be people uh, now, and there's people that have been there in the past, and there'll be there people people in the future that will leave a, a longer standing legacy by the things that they do through leadership, coaching, and mentoring. Yeah, you you were this fabulous soccer player in high school, and <laughs> I, I wouldn't say fabulous. I was I worked <laughs> but, my tail they, off, and they didn't call you messy. Off. They didn't call you, yeah. you know, like a, a little early for messy, probably. But you know, maybe Pele. Maybe <laughs> I don't know how yeah. far back I got to go for yeah. me, but like it's way back. But you know, when I I think about our our schooling, and you and you and I grew up an hour apart. I'm a Battle Creek yeah. kid, right? And um, I many a nights I played, you know, ball games and two state championships actually in Lansing. And, um, so when I think about that, you know, where, where there was no curriculum for leadership at 
my junior high, at my high school, at my university, at anywhere I attended. I, I think about where did you find it? And I certainly got some from sport. Yeah. But uh, junior achievement had some things. And, you know, there was a couple like if you were to join, you know, one of those exclusive clubs that started talking about some of these things. But, you know, they were they were not for the faint at heart. They were handpicked selection kind of things. And I, I don't know if I would have qualified. <laughs> right. And so how about you? Do you I mean, if we're going to change this and change that yeah. sentiment, if this is going to be really our, our mantra for growth, where is it in our educational process? Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think, listen, I think um, when you and I were growing up, it was um, the leadership as a as a as a concept really wasn't discussed. You know, brought, the way that it is discussed today, it was just kind of one of those things that they, you know, leaders appeared or or they were nurtured in some way, shape, or form by somebody who cared and somebody that was there. And a lot of the times, it was coaches because. You know, that's where a lot, you know, kids that were dedicated to sport were spending a ton of time with their with their coaches and they were getting some, you know, coaching from from them. But, you know, I think we all get it from different different pieces at at as as young men and women. And I certainly now can look at things that I took from from both of my parents, you know, that that are fundamental pieces of who I am today. And I think that there was certainly certainly things that I learned from. From coaches in the athletic spectrum, a hundred percent. I, you know, I was a very challenging kid because, and I say that because <laughs> I was, um, I was really very high energy, and I would lose concentration and lose sight with people that I that um, I needed to be entertained and, and evolved. And so there were some teachers and some coaches that really understood what made me work. And understood how to challenge me and really how to how to how to evolve me as a person. Yeah. And there were some and there were some that didn't and that I never connected with them. And and you know, that they probably thought this kid is gonna go on to do nothing. And and you know, that yeah. that relationship and that connection just wasn't a memorable one. Mm. And so the you know, the people that really had big impact on me were were the individuals that worked hard to get into my head, mm. to get into my mind. Yeah. And it was those individuals. Uh, men and women that that really left a lasting impression uh, on me and and kind of started the base layer of of you know what what would become a lifelong passion for leadership. And what I love about this is a great segue to your show, uh, Arturo yeah. and his friend uh, Rob Cressy, two world beaters in 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 this society. I'll tell you, they lead a podcast called Leadership. DNA. And I love that segue to that because, you know, we do have a DNA style and, and my style is not like your style and, yeah. you know, Rob's style is different. And so is Trisha and Dina and everyone else. And we have different ways we learn and all these things. And how as coaches do we lean in and learn that? I think is a huge, valuable lesson that I, I, and I, and I agree with you. And I, and I think back as soon as you said that, I thought about Man, I, I don't I don't think about those co- those coaches I didn't connect with very well. But right. I could I could imagine I'm going, you know, that kid's not gonna mount a squat. <laughs> he right. can't he can't focus on anything, right? Like, you know, whatever right. my issue was at the moment, yeah. right? And he's too driven. Like the intensity's too high or or whatever. He's gonna falter because it just won't work. Cause because I think what the the mantra is, because he's not like me. And right. and how many leaders have made that error so long going, you know what I need? If we're really going to turn this over to someone, right, they probably ought to be just like me. <laughs> like, wait, what? Yeah. I don't know how many interviews I've had where I've been in an interview and I've got a young person relatively fresh out of school going, mm-hmm. Sitting across from you, Arturo, going, yeah, Arturo, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, that's what I think too. Yes, 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 mm-hmm, yes, man, right over here. And I have had to stop these interviews 20 minutes and go, hey, listen, Brian, is there going to be an original thought? Because if you think just like I do, one of us isn't needed here, and since I own the joint, it's probably you, <laughs> right? Like, so how do we want to, how do we, how do you want this to go? And it's like, man, it hit kids like, Whoa, I was coached up to just be like, yeah, agreeable. And that's, that's not what leaders are looking for at all. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, totally. I mean, listen, I think that people that are leaders are individuals and they stand, um, 
you know, as a representation of, of their very specific imprint that they're going to leave on this planet. And so uh, no, no two leaders are the same. Um, but I think that there are fundamentals and there are things that, that resonate to me across the leadership spectrum that, uh, you know, great leaders share in common, right? So, um, you know, and some of those things are really just very basic fundamental things. I mean, connecting with people and understanding how to anticipate, you know, emotion and being very in touch with EQ is something that I think is, mm. you know, we, we, you and I, no, and I think you specifically know because you've, you've created a whole enterprise around around leadership development that it can be trained, it mm-hmm. can be trained, it can be coached. You can open doors for people. You can create some real understanding and awareness of how leadership can be obtained. I think that the people though that have had great uh, ease at in leadership, I, I should refrain from saying it's easy because it's not easy. I think that there's some people that are really born with just a very, they're, they have like a sixth sense and they are in tune with people. They can read them because leadership is about convincing, convincing, coaching, mentoring. But the convincing part is, is sometimes having to give more of yourself in order to be able to give that, get that person to dive into what you're trying to do. And so you, you have to be, you have to be very in tune with what people are feeling to be able to, to be able to do it. So, and I, and I think that a lot of that is, is born. I think it can a hundred percent be coached because I've seen it. I've seen it. I've, I've been a benefactor of my, my hard work, my coaching and my mentoring in terms of the development of, mm. of future leaders. But um, I, I would say that there's some people that have come out of the box as younger leaders early on and you see them on the field. You see these kids that will do anything for their team. They understand when when somebody else is hurt. They understand when they gotta when they gotta take it up ten notches because they gotta carry the team on their back. I mean, these are these are kids, boys and girls that I think have a very very strong understanding of self and really a great understanding of of other emotional uh, needs from other people. Wow, love that. And I just um, it's funny because I just posted this morning on fun story Friday, I hiked up Camelback mountain last week while I was in Arizona and I used to be a guide, right? I used to lead that hike when I was in the twenties, you know, for, for people coming out of the Camelback Inn from Marriott famed five star, five diamond hotel. Right. And, and, um, I was a youngin and just learning, but I also took that back to when I was a kid and I really thought about that responsibility I had as, as a top performer and how, my teammates were looking to me and uh, and my parents made me own that responsibility pretty soon. Like, hey, your team needs you this weekend. Are, are you getting enough rest? Are, are you preparing for what's about to happen, doing your workouts? Are you uh, yeah. thinking about who you're playing? And my dad was the ultimate coach, right? He was a coach for me a long time. And and uh, yeah, I just thought like, wow, there was a, a lot more to it. Now, Looking back on that, I, I learned a lot of lessons about others. You know, I think at that young age, it was a lot about me. <laughs> and then yeah. I don't know how much I was. I knew the value of the team. I, I wonder yeah. if I could, you know, hold up a mirror if I looked enough into others at that age, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's something about leadership that I, that I, you know, Rob and I have talked about it on some, on some separate podcasts, but you know, when, when people think about or talk about the, the word, um, you know, vanity, right? Mm. Um, you, it, it, you know, you think of it as a real bad connotation. But yeah, people that are people that are really strong leaders, I think there's a certain amount of vanity um, that they have to them. Because if you don't, if you don't care about yourself to the umpteenth degree, you'll never, ever make it as a leader. Because you have to be so individually strong in order to be able in order to be able to give enough and more of your, literally more of yourself. Because there's leaders around that you know if they if they have a full tank in the morning, they're dumping the tank out and they're not really keeping much for themselves. They're just giving it. And so, in order to be able to do that, you have to be so confident, strong, and madly in love with who you are to be able to do that. And, and so I don't think that, I think that in, in our youth, as we're, you know, I don't think that being selfish to a certain degree, it's, I think to me, it's that realization of 
what it is that we need as humans and as individuals to actually what's our fuel, what's mm-hmm. what's going to get us to a hundred. Mm. And then now we can start giving to other people. So, you know, I, I, I went through, you know, portions of my life where I've had people say, Hey, you're, 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 you're a bit selfish. And, and I, I, I break that down and I try to dissect yeah. it. And I think that maybe there was times that I, that I, maybe that I, that I was, but I think that um, I'm certainly making up for it now, but I think that people, leaders have to be, very centric around a real good understanding about who they are and what they need in order to be successful to give. That's great. So let's talk quickly about where people find you before we go any farther. Where do they find you? I mean, you got the Leadership DNA podcast. Where else can we find Arturo? Winners Find a Way show is brought to you by data-driven operations powered by Journeys. Journeys is a software solution that helps you create a winning formula for your organization. DD Ops powered by Journey helps you act as one, see as one, work as one, play as one, win as one. Are you looking for visibility, coachability, and productivity amongst your team? DD Ops is your software. Click on the link in the show notes to learn more. Yeah, LinkedIn is probably going to be the best place. I mean, that's where I'm spending the most of my time right now. I mean, I'm on, on other social channels as well, but I would say that LinkedIn from a leadership standpoint or professional standpoint, LinkedIn, Arturo Gomez is going to be the best place. Awesome. Okay, really good. And you can, you know, you want to highlight all the, the things you're involved with in Chicago as far as, I mean, we can, we can, we can obviously book a, book our own jet on big game yeah. air for the national championship if you want to go and yeah. he'll hook you up for that. And then of course he will hook you up on Triumph Jets if you just need to go to the Napa for, you know, the weekend. Sure. And of course, restaurants abound on uh, Chicago. You want to name that list? You want to run down? Yeah. So the list is actually is, is smaller now. So the company Evoke uh, that I mentioned earlier is 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 my new hospitality company. So I, I divested and moved away from my other places that I spent many years building. So Sunda and Rocket, those are, you know, those are in the past as is underground. I'm moving forward. I just opened a restaurant in, in the midst of the pandemic. It's a, it's a concept called Edie's Edie's All Day Cafe, which we're right now in the midst of, uh, of, of growing more of them. So we're, we're going to be expanding that concept, uh, o- opening a sushi concept in, in August. Thank and you, then man. I'm working. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then I'm working on a hotel project, uh, here in Chicago in the Gold Coast. That'll be, um, opening. Yeah. Opening <laughs> in, in October. Love it. Okay. That's awesome. Well, before we jump in, do I want to find more about you? But you know, let's yeah. tell them like Edie's Edie's special. Why is Edie so special? <laughs> well, one, it's named after my daughter. Um, but no, I had a I had a, a wonderful time designing that concept because um, you know I was able to use my daughter who was four years old, uh, literally as the muse of the concept, and so uh, I had a blast because she's just such a, a bright little young, colorful personality, and so. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a, we had a, we had a fun time putting it together and she, she was actually there to help me. So, okay. All right. Let's dive into this a little bit on the most, I want to ask you a question about the most impactful pivot point (laughs) you had as a kid when you knew, Hey, you were destined. I'm destined for U of M. Uh, I'm going to, I want to do great things. I am on my way. Mm -hmm. I am rocket fuel. So I might as well start rocket ventures, right? Like, tell me about what, what was there a moment that changed things for you? Well, I, okay. That's a, that's a great question. I mean, I, I was, um, I think it was really young age. It was probably five years old. Um, Trent, when I, something, something happened and it, and it, I feel funny even talking about it because it was, it's something that like, um, I was riding my bike one day and I almost got thrown off the bike by some, something like some invisible something and <laughs> don't know what it was. And it just, it almost, it, it just hit me. And at that moment in time, uh, I realized or something said to me that I would, that I was here for, for a purpose, that I was here to do something. What that is, I still don't necessarily know. I just, I'm plugging yeah. away. And I remember sharing that story with my mom. Um, and we actually still talk about it, but I think, um, I think that it was probably my parents' divorce when I was in high school that made me quickly understand uh, that I was, that I was going to be, it was going to be up to me that, uh, that everything that I was going to want in this world and everything that I was going to do in this world 
was going to be up to me. And it wasn't because my parents were inactive in my life, but I realized very quickly that um, it's time to grow up and it's time to grow up fast. This is at 15 years old. And so um, I think that was the, the defining moment for me. And it was also at a point in time in high school where um, I had to really assert myself to make sure that I was, for me, getting great grades and moving beyond Lansing was critical. Mm-hmm. It was, there wasn't an option. Like I didn't yeah. have, there was no, there was no turning back. Yes. Uh, additionally, it was, you know, soccer was becoming more competitive, more challenging. Um, and I had to make a decision, a mental decision on, you know, whether I wanted to be a B player or I wanted to be an A player. And so being an A player required, you know, taking a shovel to the park and, and shoveling off the tennis courts yourself and playing soccer, you know, and five degree below weather by yourself and kicking against the fence and practicing till you're blue in the face. And and literally, so, so I think that was probably the first time that I really felt like there was some big turning point that I really had to, you know, for lack of a better expression, man up and, and just, and get myself ready uh, and prepared. And so, but life, uh, you know, as we know is uh, I've, and I've come to a realization that, Life was never intended to be easy, at least not for me. And I and I think you know when I when I actually talk about it, I don't think about it as a hey poor me. I think about it as what would what would life have been if I had been deprived of all these hard lessons and have been born with a silver spoon in my mouth? And I, I don't I don't think life would be as impactful and as colorful. And I don't think I'd be the person that I am today. So there's a bunch of turning points and a bunch of pinnacles and valleys that I've gone through. And so, but yeah, that's the first one I would say. That's a big one. That's a big one. I really appreciate that. Have you gone back to Lansing? Are your parents still there? Yeah. So my dad is in Milford. My dad's in Milford. My mom is still in Lansing. And, you know, I go back probably like twice a year to visit them. They, They come here. You know, I'm still very connected with my parents. We have a tremendous relationship. I think a part of my my Lansing experience. So I, it was one of those things that when I when I left, I never I never came back. So when I went to college, I never came back to Lansing. And Lansing was fantastic, it was, in my opinion, one of the one of the greatest places to ever grow up. Because again, it's it's who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I was always I was always a move forward kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And um, as when I left, things became very critical parts of of my of my legacy and of who I am, but nothing to dwell on and nothing to attach to. So I love that. And the reason I, I ask you that is because I share this sentiment with you. <laughs> I, I can remember at about 14, 15 years old saying, I'm going to leave Battle Creek, Michigan when I turn 18 years old and I won't be returning. I can even remember yeah. telling my mom and she's like, well, you know, we're still going to be here. And I'm like, <laughs> Christmas is okay. I was like steadfast. The world was this big thing and, you know, yeah. and it's a big blue ball and I'm going to see all of it, you know, and yeah. And, and quite frankly, I did, right? I set that in my mind, Arturo, and I got, you know, all these teams to pay for it, right? Which is even better, like, cause I really got a chance to visit it. And, uh, but you know what I found is like you, I found like what a great childhood I had, especially in talking to friends about the foundation Gosh. that we had in Michigan, the opportunity, the safety, the, the things that were just there and the foundational yeah. principles that people matter, family's important yeah. and, and all those things. And, I think I think it's why I came back, you know, a few years yeah. ago. And I mean, of course, I came back. I, I coached for the Tigers, but I wasn't here that long. I mean, and uh, but I've always enjoyed Michigan. I've owned a house up north because you know, having a northern yeah. house, a lake house in Michigan is is a yeah. thing, right? Totally. And uh, it is the Great Lake State, so um, so it is important. And I've owned one for ten years now in Michigan, so I have been back, and I have some investments in Michigan, so I still appreciate that, but. Let's talk about, um, I love the quote from Chris McChesney and Sean Covey. Sean Covey, of course, is the CEO of, of the Covey Associates now who took over for his father, QB at BYU. He wrote a book called The Four Disciplines of Execution. Winners, when shown data that they are losing, find a way to win. Yeah. It's, and it's true, 100%. It, yeah. So, right. And, and so let's talk a little bit about your background. You know, yeah. what do you think allowed you to overcome, become one of those one percenters, you know, Arturo? When, when, and, 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 
I'd like to talk a little bit about one of these times you were up against it, losing, you know, found yeah. a way to come back down, but not out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there's, there's so many instances of that. And I think, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what other people's uh, journey through, through life is, but uh, you know, I, I, I have a hard time believing that everybody wins all the time. Right. Um, and that there's, challenges there's challenges that we encounter non-stop on a daily basis but i think that when people again it, it to me it boils down to this insane love and courage and um understanding that we have of ourselves and and that really pushes and motivates any time that i've ever felt that i was uh moving in the wrong direction i figure out whether it's through a strategy, a plan, a written plan, uh, a commitment to a schedule, whatever the, whatever the case is, I don't like losing. Um, and I'm not, I'm not, it's not that I'm a, I, I don't like losing when I feel like I'm absolutely in control of the outcome. Mm. And I've never, I've very, very rarely ever encountered anything in life that I thought was out of my hands ever. Mm. And that may be very Poor miscalculation or misjudgment, <laughs> but you know, I've I've been asked throughout my life, you know, whether you know whether I gamble, and I, I tell people, I said the the only thing I ever bet on is myself. It's the only thing I ever bet on, and I and I and they say, well, that's well, that's interesting. I said, well, because I think it's a sure bet, and mm. I say, you know, and so you know, I think that 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 quote and that concept, it's accurate. It's accurate to me. There may be people that may not see the accuracy in it. I think it's, I think again, people that find a way to win are people that have an extreme understanding of what their body, mind, and emotional needs are. And they're able to push on it like a machine. Mm. Let's talk about that for a second, because to be a one percenter, you have superpowers that most people don't have. I mean, I'd love to tell you like, hey, everyone's got this skill, but, and, and, and you know what, the skill may be there, but they haven't yeah. brought it to a level that sure. is required of this. And I can think of a couple, you, you, you're very foundational in your show about probably five or six things that, yeah. well, what is the superpower that separated you from the rest? You know, I, I think it's, I think it's the desire to see how good, how great I could be. And, and again, not in an egotistical way. Like, you know, I, I think that there's still so much on the table that that is there's opportunity there. But I also think that there's this insatiable appetite, ambition that that just honestly, it is a burning fire that, you know, that just burns. I mean, I, I, I try to, you know, do the best that I can to take care of my body. But, you know, I'm, I, I sleep you know, six hours a night and I feel pretty damn good about it. Like, I, I don't know that that's necessarily the healthiest route, but that's what my body, that's what my body needs. Mm -hmm. And so you just, the people that are just gunning nonstop have this stamina that is crazy. And I've, I've, I've been around other people like it. I've noticed that there's been times where, you know, the seams are coming, coming loose and, and the, the ship's taken on water and people around me needed to gravitate towards this concept that that I was looking around going get a bucket <laughs> everybody get a bucket let's go <laughs> yeah. what are we worried about we're we're moving forward we're moving forward and so uh, i think it's th those those attitudes it's not even it's, it's it's a real belief it is a belief system that allows you to keep going and and um it's not it's not it's it's unique for, to leaders but the leaders, this is conversation that that you feel, you fill a room with a bunch of guys that are that are you know profound leaders. They're going to probably say very similar things that they have this stamina and this fire that's burning inside of them that just doesn't want to go out. Yeah, and you know I see that, and and I think this is so important to people. Like that is that's that's that plays regardless of sex, age, creed, race, whatever. Yeah. Like. You can't, you can't snuff it out. Like, like it's, yeah. it's burning and they're like, Oh, get some water. And you're like, that's going to do nothing for me. Go ahead, throw it on. Yeah. I'm going to burn baby. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and, and you see it with people 
And, yeah. uh, that's awesome. I mean, I think that's a great picture of, of that superpower because, it, you know, we always, yeah, you can't keep a good person down, right? What is the one value, belief, <laughs> or action that was kind of a go-to or the, or that you would recommend? Yeah. Um, when, when things turn down for you, I mean, you know, we've, mm-hmm. we've seen it. I mean, I'm sure people, they've known you've come through some fires, right? Sure. Uh, and, and, and probably because, you know, Hey, listen, when you already got ambition fire going, you're like, Hey, I'll just jo- I'll just join the party. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Right. Burn me with flames. I'm already on yeah. fire. So what was that one thing that for you, like you said, go get a bucket. What, what's, what's that one belief that you think was so critical or that you would recommend? Yeah. I mean. You know, again, it's, I think it's, this is more the, the conversations that I'm having in my head. And one thing that I've, that I've always had, I grew up going to Catholic schools. And so there's quite a bit that uh, left an impression on me, some, some good, some bad, but um, <laughs> um, so, you know, there was a saying that I learned very, very early, very young, it was seeking you shall find. And, mm. and I, for my entire life, that is that has been very applicable in, in in so many different ways because it's you know it, it could be applied to a solution it could be applied to to really to to anything and so I've I've always been a very solution based individual like there is there is no option but to find the option you know and you know uh, another thing that that just resonates inside is that that failure failure is not an option right and so. If you really truly believe in those things, then you find yourself pushing down the field to really this this is gonna this may not look pretty, but it but it's not gonna look bad. <laughs> you know, so I just um, you know, and I've been confronted with different situations, which was, you know, career pivotal points or or uh challenges that I had with uh, in a mentorship programs that I've, that I've run. And, mm-hmm. and, um, you just, you have to, you have to understand at what level you have to commit. And, and most often it's, it's at the highest level. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, before we go to the Q and a, first yeah. of all, like, this has been awesome. Like, thanks so much. I mean, thank you. Um, I know our listeners, like they see the value in every one of our episodes because I have yeah. some just great folks on the show. And every time, I mean, I'll tell you what excites me, Arturo. is like, I can go back during my workouts and listen to our talk and I yeah. get nuggets again. Like, ooh, you know, I didn't even think about that in that way because I'm thinking about yeah. the next question. And when I just got time to kind of come back and reflect, I get bunches of stuff yeah. out of it. So it's awesome. So enjoyed learning about our, our different uh, you know, that, that ambition, that drive, um, that, that seek and you will find and just, you know, keep finding that, you know, I, I, when you say seek and you will find, I always think about that old exercise we did where, you know, water finds a way. We talk about the leaks in the house, yeah. right? Like there's always that, yeah. oh, guess what? It'll, it'll, it'll move to a path of yeah. least resistance and it'll get its totally. way through. So I love learning that and about you and what you're up to and what's next. And that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, it's time for the best way to win before we go to the Q&A. Is there something that you want to share with listeners that we did not touch on today that you think like, hey, man, I am I am up against it and I want to be elite. How do I win? How yeah. what, what would you recommend for them? Yeah, I recommend if, if you know, a couple things. So <clears throat> don't be shy to ask for help. You know, don't be don't be do not refrain from um, from calling somebody that you think can assist. Don't refrain from you know reading the book that you think that you should read. Like go go find the answer. So you know seek if you if you need to find a solution, you need to go seek it. The other thing is that if you have the discipline, which in order to really get through some of these challenges, whether it's a career challenge or whether it's a life challenge. They're all the same. They're all challenges. They're they're different in 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 how they're coming at you or whatever. But you have to have the strength to get through them. You have to have discipline. Map map things out. Write things down. Strategize. Put yourself through um, some rigorous training. Refrain from uh, drinking. Exercise more. Get a good night's sleep. Do the things that your body needs because in times of need, when when the when when the tough gets going. 
the one thing that you're going to need to count on is going to be your physical strength, your stamina, your mental stamina. And so you have to clear all the other shit out of the way. Excuse mm-hmm. my language, but you're going to yeah. have to clear the mess out of the way. Eat, eat right, sleep right, treat your brain right. And you'll find that there's an emotional balance that comes with those things that really will bring some clarity and some strength. So find some help, ask some questions, go to the closest person that you think may have the answer. If not, find it, get online, do whatever you have to do, but also just map it out, write things down, write work. When you write things down, you can, you can oftentimes find the key, find the door, find the loophole, find how you're going to get through that wall. So good. That's so good. And you know, one of the things I also heard you just say in that is eliminate things that aren't helping. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, right. Hey, if you're if you're being inefficient because it's taking you a while to get in the morning because you had four or five too many drinks and all like eliminate that from your yeah. game. Like why would yeah. you restrict your game in any way, right. your your productivity in any way by doing things that aren't feeding your success? Right. 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 I love that. Okay. Let's go to a few questions here. My first one is um what values are you practicing and even developing that that made you change the way you see things uh, or or your perspective in life? What are some of those key values that those value lessons that you've held on to and and they're standards for you? They're like lines that yeah. don't cross them or it's go time, <laughs> right? I believe I believe in just fundamentally being a good person. I mean, you know, it's um. Again, you know, referencing my 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 time in in you know private Catholic schools, I, I think you know there's now I, I would say I'm more of a philosophically a more of a Eastern kind of philosophy kind of guy, but I think I think being a good human is is the fundamentals. It's that's that's it. My my values are centered around making sure that the people around me are okay. Like it's it's always. Um, my, I love being in pressure situations because I love helping and I love making people around me better. And, uh, I do that because, you know, I, I generally have a, a real true love for, for humanity. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's why it's for me, it's why I'm here, you know? Mm. So, um, but yeah, I think, I think what it boils down to it is, you know, honesty, integrity, and, 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 and really believing in just the fundamental things that can make people Great, great humans. Okay, love it. You gotta use one of those big itty words, right? That yeah. And yeah. unfortunately, unfortunately, people throw it around like it's nothing. But integrity is no joke, yeah. right? You right. can't throw that as a punchline, right? And right. We're, we're we're back to a few good men, right? But but integrity is one of those words like everyone knows when it's said. It's like like patient has just gone from here to here, and now we're gonna talk yeah. about something serious, right? And so humility. I mean, we brought, we talked about that, the, mm. you know, in our last, but because humility to me is that is where the wall as a leader, the walls start coming down. Obviously, integrity, you have to have integrity, but humility to me is, is a, is it insanely, it has much more power because humility allows you to get into other people's heads and, and you're getting into other people's heads, not for any other reason other than to help them mm. and people. When they don't see somebody as uh, as an individual that is, um, you know, very humble, then you're automatically on defense. Like, what does this person want? Or you know, screw that person or whatever. Like, when when you have somebody that is insanely humble and there's a, a lot of humility, that person can they can they can knock down walls quickly because they put people at ease. To me, humility is is one of the more powerful, powerful traits and characteristics of, of leadership. All right. You've had a lot of success and won a lot. What's the best battle that you've conquered in your lifetime? Ooh, well, um, I don't know that the I don't know that that story is fully written yet, but I'll give you some. I, you know, I think I think there's I think there's I think there's wars that are going to still be fought. You know, yeah. Um, I would say, um, God, that's a great question. 
I think, I think probably for me, the, the, the early, you know, kind of the early experience that I mentioned with, with my parents, uh, divorce, I think mm-hmm. it was, you know, there's been, there's been so many things that have occurred, uh, on the personal side and, and, uh, and in the, you know, uh, professional side that I think are just insane stories of, of, you know, battling it out and, and courage and stamina and all the above. But I think, that that story back when I was 15, it could have it could have gone a couple different ways. And, you know, I had I had some really great friends that I was surrounded by. And I also had some other friends that, you know, certainly could have taken me down another path. And um, I chose the path that um, that I thought was that I knew where I was that I wanted to go. And, and that was to do something with my life. And so mm-hmm. um but it was that was a challenging moment because you you all of a sudden you feel like you're on this island and it's really the first time you know you're 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 a man or you're you're feeling like you're a grown up but you're technically really not a, you know I was 15 and so it was um i think that was probably one of the more challenging times for me to, to make sure that i made the right decision great let's talk about i hear all the time <clears throat> Yeah. Don't buy a restaurant. That business is awful, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I hear that all the time. Yet, yet in every town you ever go to, there's yeah. hundreds and thousands of them, right? So someone yeah. decided to do this somewhere along the way. Right. And you and I both know who have done very well in that industry. So why do people say it? Why do they deem that such a challenge? Um, because it's, it, by the way, I mean, it's it's extraordinarily hands-on. It, it requires a tremendous amount of stamina. It requires the, the, the individual, that the entrepreneur behind the, the restaurant to have a real depth of marketing, a real depth of HR, and, and more so people management. You know, mm-hmm. are you are leadership? Um, financial business acumen, because it's really, it becomes a numbers game. Mm-hmm. it's there's a lot of moving parts and 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 also you know you're also a manufacturer right you're producing yes. product at large scale and can you produce product with integrity can you do it you know selecting the highest level of ingredients and making sure that you're charging you know fair prices for your great product and um you know so there's there is a ton of moving parts uh, it's also it's also the competitive landscape i think that's probably what makes it the most difficult is is because there is no real barrier at to entry to, to restaurants. Like anybody with, you know, a couple bucks in their pocket can go get a loan and they can open up a restaurant. And, you know, there's differences in terms of how people are capitalized and what, you know, is it a $5 million restaurant or a $25,000 place or whatever. But um, I think that's, 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 that's the key. And it's just really a daily thing. And I mean, managing the human capital is tough. It's yeah, really yeah. a challenge. Yeah. And, and so if you're not a real believer in in management and if you're not a real believer in creating a culture that that allows for people to flourish, that's why that's why these places go out of business very quickly. It's very, very few successful restaurants, would I say, have a very uh, caustic or bad culture. I would say almost none of them. Right. You know, and so. So, but yeah, I mean, I've also seen other other businesses and 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 advised in other areas, and you know, even in the aviation side that that we're in, there is no nothing's easy, you know, nothing is easy. But yeah, restaurants I think historically have a have a bad track record. But again, it's probably more towards the the idea that there is no barrier to entry, and like every Joe, Jim, Susie, Sally can go open a place if they want. Yeah, you know, so. All right. That's good. I mean, that's good insight. And when you think about that, the entrepreneur world, like you do wear, I mean, how many hats, right? It's just, and, and, you know, I yeah. think about how you had, uh, I always think of what a value because people come into Chicago and a lot of people come for the food, right? And then totally. they go, well, yeah. you know, we're, going, we're going to Sunday, right? Like, or, yeah, right. or Gibson's or whatever. And, yeah. uh, and so, yeah, yeah, I get that. But it's also, uh, there's also 10,000 choices. <laughs> like this is yeah, right. the only place in town that's your yeah. option. And so, it's a it's a blessing and a curse. Um, right. Let's talk about the balancing act that you've done of diversification, multiple teams, multiple industries. You know how do you, how do you balance that? God, it's um, you know, well, one one I, I do believe that the that the things that I'm involved with do revolve around a very common theme, and it, and mm-hmm. and it's that experience concept, right? Yes, I don't, I don't. I don't have a passion to open a, an, an accounting firm tomorrow, even though I, I'm a <laughs> right. numbers guy and I like yeah, numbers. Right. Um, I don't, I don't 
there's nothing passionate for me in that in that area. Um, you know, you have to be a student. You have to be a student of the game. And, and if you're not literally trying to learn something about yourself or about your business on a daily basis, you're never going to survive. And so um, in order for me to be able to jump into these other spaces, I had to be really confident in understanding of my capability. Um, and so I, I knew that in order to go into aviation, I mean, I, I didn't know anything about aviation. I knew that I knew how to research and I, and I knew how to connect dots very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I also knew enough about, um, you know, creating corporate structure, um, uh, creating brand branding and marketing and PR and and all the things that I that I think are actually fundamental to on entrepreneurs. Um, and so I, I had some real confidence going into this into these different industries. And again, part of it is is um, that part part you know close tied to the quote that I said that I don't the only thing that I bet on is myself because I knew I knew going into those projects. That I was gonna, that I wasn't gonna be outworked, and that I was gonna find answers, and that I was gonna seek things out, and that I was gonna try to find the best people, and that I was also gonna approach my these new relationships in this industry with humility, and that I was gonna be the first person to shake people's hands, remember people's names, follow up emails, and do all the above, and that you know all those things count. All every one of those things count. People want to do business with good people, and so. Um, I, I w- I'm a big believer in that, and you know I was at the time. And so, but it's it is um, it is a tremendous amount of work, and, and sometimes you have to pivot very quickly in terms of you know where your eyes are focused. Um, I've gotten used to it. I have some great partners, and I have great teammates that you know that, w- it, that nothing would exist without that. And so, um, and that's that's another thing. I mean, we we have done a great job in in our different businesses, ensuring that we have. Uh, succession and that we have some redundancy and that we have um, individuals that can step to the plate uh, in any, in any, you know, in any time. And it may not be exactly the same, but it's going to be pretty damn close. Mm. One of those big itty words, sustainability. Yeah, yeah right? totally. Like, how do I, yeah. how do I package it up? And I, and I think like when you, what I like your approach is you're coming in at the end in mind. Like we, we have to think about, how do yeah. we how do we pivot the sustainability setting up that structure properly getting it in or thinking about not only the intended consequences which we're so good at but yeah. what are the unintended consequences that may happen along the way and and, sure. and preparing for those things because that creates a sustainability because as we look at this man things happen right like nothing right. nothing proved that like 2020 right like stuff is going well, to change and so I love that uh, those investments in 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 all those seven, eight, nine swim lanes. You just keep investing in the people, in the process, in the structure, in in all these things, and teammates, right? And um, so so right. good. What what did when you talk about because your organization sounds you know dedicated, determined to help your people achieve success. What what various organizations did to achieve, to make sure that Arturo achieved success? University of Michigan. Did some things to help yeah. you achieve success. What else did you know? Some other things. Yeah. I think um, you know. I I've been asked that question quite a bit, Trent, and, and I there are there are probably four or five people through my life that that I think fall into that um, into that criteria. You know, um, I'd also say though that 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 I think that there was probably a real lack of of individuals throughout my life that were willing to step to the plate. And so every, everybody's journey is going to be a little bit different. And that's why sometimes you have to put it all on your shoulders and you have to know that nobody is going to give you anything for free. Zero. And and that's, that's the reality. Mm. And I love, I love, I love giving back because I realized that at least in my experience, there was a vacuum of people that were willing to help. It was always, I always, I always, you know, became, I, I came down with this realization is that just count on people, just count, depend on people not coming through. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a bad way to look at things, but it saved my life. It's wow. saved my life, you know, knowing yeah. that I needed to triple check, double check, don't count on it, you know, because 
it, there's no guarantees except for the time and the energy that you're going to put into something. And so, um, I, I, that also, like I said, that's why I do the things that I do because I remember points in time in my life where I definitely needed somebody there, a mentor, a coach outside of my father and my mother and the people that I, that, you know, that four or five individuals that, that really stand out. For sure. They couldn't, they couldn't be there all the time, you know? Yeah. All right. Arturo Gomez. You can find him on LinkedIn. You can find him at Big Game Air. You can find him at Triumph Jets. You can find him at Evoke. You can find him at Leadership DNA Podcast. So, Arturo, I am so thrilled and thankful and blessed that you would be with us. Um, Thank you. Of course. Such a Um, pleasure, man. It is a pleasure, man. Anytime I spend time with you, it's awesome. For for all for all of you, you know, please follow the show on YouTube live. Always rate us five stars, subscribe to the channel. We are on Leadershipity, Trent M. Clark on all the social media markets, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We are mostly on LinkedIn as well. You can find us there, leadershipity.com. Uh look for our upcoming ebook, The Pyramid of Leadershipity, which we're all excited about. Uh and today's episode, you I hope you enjoyed it. You know, rate that five stars, of course. And then I'm going to finish with your verse, your quote, your go-to. Hey, man, when I've been kicked, when I've been knocked down, what are you going to go to that serves you? And I will give you a little time and not put you on the spot with this as you think through this. Because as I thought about my time with you, Arturo, it, it really came back to me is there's a lot of things that came back to me, but um. I really thought about a Bible verse. I was reading through the other day, thinking about our time together that we've had in the past and looking forward to our time together. And I thought of Ecclesiastes 11 to give portions to seven. Yes, to eight. For you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. (laughs) Like there will be trials, but you have diversified into concepts, into people and structured that, that if, if one, if, if one, swim lane all of a sudden the, the water drains out of that pool listen we're not going to drown like like the we're not going to fall to the bottom because there's seven swim lanes that are full of water it's going to hold us up we're we're not we're, you know we're not going to we're not going to capsize here right cuz you've always been uh a diligent about really involved in so many in portions and giving portions of yourself your time your energy your your capital your philanthropy everything there so i i just thought of that uh, about you yeah, I mean, um, you know, in terms of in terms of something that you know, I really do believe that that um, you know this concept or this quote of you know seeking you shall find has been has been a real guiding light, and it, to me, I find I I find it applicable in so many different areas. But um, at the end of the day, people just need to believe in themselves, and and that is the core of what um, what I think dri- has driven has driven me and has gotten me certainly where I am today and, and certainly where I will be in the future. Um, and, you know, for anybody that is, that is listening today and that really believes in leadership and really is looking at it as, as a calling, our legacy in, in our life will be let, will be left by the people that we've evolved and that we've created it in terms of leadership. It's not about our personal accomplishments. It's not about the, the amount of money in our bank accounts. It's, it's about none of that. I think when when it's all said and done, when people talk about Trent and they talk about Arturo, they're going to talk about, at least in my eyes, what I want is I want them to talk about how much I gave and the people that I impacted and, and created totally separate individual lives and success stories for them because of the time that I gave them. And so that's to me is the currency that I need to mm. take me into uh, wherever I'm going to go. <laughs> love yeah. it all right thank you so much we're ending there yeah. thanks for listening we see you on the next episode on winners find a way with our guest nicole donnelly i don't know if you know nicole donnelly but she is a serial yeah. entrepreneur some of you may recognize her from the x games as she had one of the most memorable spills of all time and you want to talk about coming back um, this was one of those ones like you don't want your parents to see on TV this wreck, <laughs> right? And because you know that that as a parent, that that absolute anxiety, fear of everything you've trained for, and all of a sudden this moment. So, but Nicole is an absolute uh, 
treat and a gem and she's going to be awesome so she's here next friday hope you'll join us arturo gomez as always you are something special my man and i am so thankful and blessed that you could be with us until next time we'll see you then thank you for joining us for another winners find a way show i am your host trent clark if you love this episode share this episode with your friends and Follow us on whatever podcasting medium you're listening to. If you want more content from us, join us at leadershipity.com or the Leadershipity YouTube channel. You can find us on all the social media networks at either Trent M. Clark or Leadershipity. For our award-winning workshop, Win With Great Teams, you can find that page on LinkedIn as well as our corporate page, Leadershipity. If you want to win more It starts with you today. Say it with me now. I have what it takes.